Welcome to Alex Anderson's Quilt Connection, dedicated to educate, inspire, and grow today's quilting community. Hi, I'm Alex Anderson, and welcome to podcast number five. Have you ever thought about the emotion of quilting? I sure have. It seems that there's a whole unwritten language that happens when we quilt. I remember getting a letter from a woman who, um, I, I wish I'd kept this letter. I can't believe I didn't save it. But basically, she had just discovered quilting. And in the letter, she wrote about how it had kind of taken over her whole life and how she was obsessed with it and how it was all she could think about night and day. And the end line was, so is this normal? And I just had to laugh when I read her letter. I wrote her back and I said, welcome to the club. You're a quilter. Isn't it amazing how it just takes over every aspect of our lives? And I think of my kids and how they were raised with quilting. I mean, quilting was in my life before they were even born. So in sense, it's like a lifestyle. I can't even imagine what my life would be without quilts. And I think it would be safe to say the same for them. And what I find so particularly interesting, and I think about it, and I wonder if I'm the only one, but probably not. I find when I finish a quilt, and I have not yet started another quilt, I have a kind of a sense of sadness, a sense of lost. Um, it's like I, I just don't quite feel right on the insides. Now, when I was younger, or I should say my younger years of quilting, I was kind of worried about where my mental health was at that point. And then when I realized, whenever I felt this loneliness, that it was in between quilts, I thought, man, I'm not going to let that happen. Well, the other day, I had several deadlines coming down. Boom, 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 boom. And I had a block of free time, so I finished these different deadlines. One was for a book that will be coming out in a year or so. They take forever to do. It's it's longer than being pregnant with a baby. I had patterns due. And so I really just burn the midnight oil. For me, that's working till six at night. I go to bed at nine usually, but I worked and worked and worked. And all of a sudden, everything was done. And that feeling came back. I couldn't believe it. So I instantly went to some books of antique quilts and started looking at different quilts. And within 30 seconds, I had two new quilts ready to start. I had a friend in college, her name was Mimi Ford, and um, I wish I knew what she was doing now or where she's at because she really is one of the most creative people I ever met. And I said to her at one point, I said, Mimi, are you ever afraid that you'll run out of ideas? And she said, well, actually, Alex, I'm afraid I won't have enough time to implement all my ideas. Isn't that a glorious thought? So if you are wondering where that sense of sadness is when you're in between projects, go to your stash, go to your quilt shop, open up your books and get with the program because I promise you, if you start in on a new project, it will be gone. 
Now, in the previous um, episodes, I've talked a lot about fabric and what I buy and what I look for, and uh, which brings me to the point of where do I put this when I purchase it? I have a really slick way to store my fabric, and I am convinced it is the best way to go. It is a little expensive, and I wouldn't jump into it right away. I mean, by the whole system, I would just work getting one stack of this uh, system going and then another stack. And what I work with is a wire basket system where the frame is wire as well as the baskets. I got this at a building supply store. And what's so cool about these systems is that you can customize them to the space. They come in what are called rungs, rung depth baskets. And what that means is that you can get a single rung, R-U-N-G, a double rung or a triple rung. And I find that the double rungs work the best. The single rung baskets are frankly too small to put anything in. And the three rung baskets are too heavy once you fill them up with your fabric. Before I had my wonderful sewing room built on the back of the house, and that's a whole nother story, uh, I stored these basket systems in the closet. And the way the closet was set up, I live in an older house, like about a 40-year-old house. The doors were on a slide system, and I could only put two bays of baskets. So what I did was I took off the doors, off the closet, and put a spring rod at the top and draped fabric in front of it. And that way the sun wouldn't get up my fabric. And then what I do is I sort it by colors. So for instance, if I'm working on a quilt and I want to look at yellows, I can just pull out the yellow basket, flip through it kind of like a filing cabinet, and pull out the fabric that I want. Now on my website, there's a photograph of this system, and um, it's alexandersonquilts.com. I, I had to laugh because I must admit that it doesn't always look this nice. I try to keep it this nice, but I'd say every two or three years, I have to go and re-stack the fabric so that I can get at it in a sensible way. Usually it looks like um, a cat has gone in there and chased its tail around 10 times and everything is all spun up and gotten out of control. I would really, really strongly suggest that you check out this wire system. And again, I want to say it is expensive. I didn't get my whole fabric collection under control in one visit to the hardware store. I would collect the baskets and set them tier after tier until there was enough. Now, this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but I've even run out of room in this enormous wire basket system that I have now. So periodically, I house clean my stash. And you know, it's, it's kind of hard to do because you know every time you buy fabric, it's something that has leapt into your heart. But stuff that I bought, say, 10 years ago might not be fabric that I would choose to work with today. And there are several new quilters out there. There are several wonderful quilting projects out there that would just be so grateful for any leftovers that I might have. So when I go and I clean out my fabric... I look for fabrics that no longer fit into the palette that I might be enjoying. And I don't mean specific colors. I mean like tone-on-tone -tone 
versus Sparkle, which I spoke about in um, episode number four. I'll put all these fabrics that I have to say goodbye to in large contractor bags, and I will decide who gets them. My last stack of fabric leftovers went to a Lutheran church in Livermore who make quilts for people less fortunate than us. And so really, it has a happy ending. The happy ending just isn't in my life. So think about it. If your fabric has gotten out of control and you need to do a little housekeeping, it really is okay. Just be willing to share it and know that it will have a happy ending. I'd like to mention that on March 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, I'll be at the Sewing Expo in Puyallup, and I would love to see you. I'll be doing several lectures on choosing appropriate quilting designs for your quilt top and, and how to know what to do and what not to do for the best results. And when I'm not lecturing, you'll be able to find me in the Bernina booth. That's where I'll be hanging out. Please stop by and see me. I would love to meet you. This is a wonderful, wonderful event that, oh, so many people come to, but the layout is so... Um, vast. It's not like you're all climbing on top of each other. It is an incredible expo, and I do encourage you to stop by and see it, and please come meet me, because until we meet, and we quilters do get around, I'd like to wish you a wonderful, happy quilting day. For more quilting information and inspiration, please visit us at alexandersonquilts.com.